Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. When God opens the door, no one can shut it. Wow. When God gives you a word, no devil in hell can stop what God wants to do. If you believe that, shout amen. Amen. God is not finished yet. What an awesome God that we serve. We serve a faithful God. And you know what? We've experienced him right here at Watoto Church. And this last season, we were giving and celebrating our wonder-working God. And I want to declare over your lives, Watoto Church. That as you remain faithful to the kingdom of God, as you, refrain, as you remain faithful to following Jesus every day, may you see the wonders of God in your life. May you see the miracles of God in your life in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen and amen. One more time, let's give a big clap and welcome our church family that's joining us online. Amen, amen. Well, I want to celebrate you at Total Church. I'm celebrating you because I have seen your love for Jesus on display. And I believe that we will cross that $1 million target mark as we give our miracle offering. And all of it given away to build God's kingdom. And of course, we've given the miracle offering so that we will experience the wonders of God in our life. But also so that many people around the world will experience the wonder-working power of God in their lives. And even in the season, as we come to the end of the year, I know that there are things that you're praying about, their hopes, their dreams, their plans, their ambitions in your heart, things that you want to see God do. I believe there are mountains you want to see God move. I believe there are giants you want God to bring down. There are walls that you want him to kick down. There are new ways that you want God to pave for you so that you can accomplish his purpose for your life. And over the next three weeks, we want to take some time and talk to you about something so critical that I believe will unlock and unleash the wonders of God in your life. We want to talk to you about prayer. And we're calling this sermon series Effective Prayer. Everyone say Effective Prayer. James chapter 5 and verse 16 says that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. In the Amplified Version, this is how it reads. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or woman, in other words, a believer in Jesus, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is God who makes our prayers effective. The Bible says such prayer is dynamic and can have tremendous power. In other words, effective prayer is prayer made by a believer in Jesus that is heartfelt. In other words, it is genuine. It comes from the heart and it is persistent. In other words, it's not an event. It is a lifestyle and such prayer carries with it tremendous spiritual power that accomplishes great results. Now, over the next three weeks, we want to teach you about effective prayer. Let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word together. We know that as we come before you, and as we open your word, you are going to speak to us. 
So our hearts are open. We are ready to hear from you. Transform us by the power of your word. And our prayer is this. Teach us to pray. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen and Amen. Prayer is one of those spiritual disciplines that unleashes the power of God in our lives. And there are many examples of people in the Bible who witnessed God's wonder-working power in them and through them. And it is because they were men and women of prayer. And no one exemplifies this better than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Luke was one of his disciples and this is what he wrote about Jesus in Luke chapter 5 verse 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. In other words, it was the custom of Jesus. It was the lifestyle of Jesus to withdraw from the crowd, to withdraw from the public, to step away from his disciples and spend time in prayer. Jesus was a man of prayer. No wonder he experienced the mighty move and power of God at work in his life. And the disciples witnessed this about Jesus. And so one day they came to Jesus and they asked Jesus, teach us to pray. I want us in our Bibles to turn to Matthew chapter 6 right now. We need to remember that Jesus' disciples were Jews. And the Jews were a religious people. It was part of their culture to pray. In fact, they prayed three times a day. Regularly and faithfully, they came before God in prayer. They had many prayers that they recited and they read from a young age. In fact, they memorized them and would recite these prayers from Scripture, from memory. And prayer was not a new thing to the Jews. It wasn't a new thing. But the disciples who had been with Jesus, observing his life, had recognized that there was something unique about Jesus and his moments of prayer. And as his disciples, they came to him. He was their master. He was their teacher. And they asked him, teach us to pray. And before Jesus teaches them how to pray, Jesus first addresses what prayer is not. Because people have turned prayer into so many other things than what Jesus teaches prayer really is. So he starts by teaching them what prayer is not. Let's read verse 5 to 8 of Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said, And when you pray, in other words, Jesus expects you and I to be people of prayer. Prayer is not a suggestion. He expects us to pray. He says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. He was referring to their religious leaders. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, in other words, he was talking to his disciples and you and I who are disciples of Jesus, the people of God. He says, when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on bubbling like pagans, for they think they will be hard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. Wow. And from these four verses, it is so clear to me that the first principle 
of effective prayer that we are going to learn today is this. Effective prayer is an expression of our devotion to God. Effective prayer is an expression of our devotion to God. And when we talk about devotion, we're talking about our love for God, our loyalty to God, our enthusiasm for God, our passion for God, devotion to God. That's where it starts. Prayer being an expression of our devotion to God. And that leads me to my first point today. Effective prayer is all about a sacred moment of connection with God. Now, the Jewish culture, which was a religious culture, I mean, people often prayed, but at this point that Jesus is addressing this issue of prayer, prayer had become just another religious ritual. People were going through the motions. They were simply reciting prayers. They were bubbling. They were saying empty words. And as he addresses the issue, referring to their religious leaders who were modeling a certain lifestyle of prayer that was not acceptable to Jesus, Jesus said they stood in the public place. They made loud prayers with many empty words just to draw attention to themselves. In other words, they were abusing prayer. And let's all be honest. There are times where we have prayed just to draw attention to ourselves. You know those moments in your cell family when they say, you know, at the end of our time of prayer together, you are going to close for us. And then in your mind, you just hear that voice. Show them what prayer is. And you, you look for the biggest word you can start with. In fact, you won't just say El Shaddai. You say El Shaddai. So that you can look so spiritual. And there are things we begin to do with our voices. We make our voices so large and so big. And then we have these facial expressions where we look as if we are really meditating. But it is just a show of religiosity. And Jesus says, such prayer is not effective. God does not reward such prayer. Why? Because the ultimate purpose of prayer is to bring us into a sacred moment of intimacy and connection with our Heavenly Father. It's not about drawing attention to ourselves. Because prayer has one audience. The only audience of prayer is God. It's not about impressing people. It's not about putting on a show. It's not about drawing attention to yourselves. The only audience of prayer is God. And that's why effective prayer is an expression of our devotion to God. We are coming before God. Jesus said when you pray, go into the secret place. Go into a room. And the Greek word for room is that that room has many treasures. In other words, when your attitude is right, when you're not doing it so that people can see you or people can praise you, the Father says there is a moment of intimacy that happens there and he rewards such prayer. Prayer is about a sacred moment of connection with God. Secondly, Jesus having addressed what prayer is not, Jesus then teaches them how to pray. 
And so Jesus gives them a model of prayer that has principles in it that we're going to be studying for the next couple of weeks. We know it as the Lord's Prayer. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 to 13. In this moment, therefore pray, Jesus said. Let's read the prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And all of God's people together saying, Amen. And today all across the world there are millions of people that can recite that prayer from memory. And many times people just recite the Lord's Prayer, but do not stop to really reflect on this model of prayer that Jesus was passing on to us that then shapes our approach to prayer. Today we'll be focusing on verse 9 and 10. So we've started by understanding what prayer is not. Effective prayer is an expression of our devotion to God that leads us into a sacred moment of connection with God. But secondly, effective prayer is born out of relationship with God. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. Our Father in heaven. I'll just stop for a moment right there. Our Father in heaven. While Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray, he is also introducing a paradigm shift. He is changing the way things had been done. He was teaching them that you can approach God in prayer as Father. Our Father in heaven. And this is so important because for the Jews at this time, God was seen as distant. God was seen as far. In fact, they couldn't even mention the full name of God. When they mentioned the name of God, they took out the vowel sounds. The name Yahweh, they took out the A and the E. It was spelled Y-W and H, Y-H-W-H. They couldn't say the name of God. They feared God. God was transcendent. When they talked about fathers, they talked about Abraham. But because they'd gotten into the habit of just reciting prayers and they'd forgotten truly what prayer was about, they stopped coming before God in relationship. And that's what happened. When you're not a man and woman of prayer, when you don't have a lifestyle of prayer, when you don't have the correct understanding of who God is, prayer just becomes a ritual that you tick off a box. Yes, I prayed in the morning and I prayed in the afternoon, but it is no longer meaningful for effective prayer to carry tremendous power and accomplish great results in you and through you. It has to come from a place of relationship with God. And how do we come into relationship with God? It is through Jesus Christ. You know, many people believe that we are all children of God. We are not all children of God. Yes, God made us all. He created us all. And in fact, God loves us all just the same. But for you to become a child of God, it is a decision that you must make. 
John chapter 1 and verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. For you to become a child of God, you have to make the decision to turn away from sin and to give your life to Jesus and begin to follow him as your master, as your savior, as your Lord. You submit your whole life to him. You begin to live for him and follow him and you copy his ways. You begin to live like him. In that moment when you make the decision to make him the Lord of your life, the Bible says all your sin is forgiven and in that moment you become born again. You are born from above. You become a child of God. You are adopted into his family. And Romans chapter 8 verse 15 tells us what happens when we are born again, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and become children of God. The Bible says, so you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. And that word Abba is a term of endearment. It was an Aramaic word, the language spoken in the days of Jesus. Abba. It was a term of endearment as a child calls on their father. That's why effective prayer is an expression of our devotion. Born out of relationship. We are his children. We belong to him. And we express that devotion in prayer. We call him our father. And some people take it even a step further. They go into their local dialect when they pray. And they say the word father in their local dialect. In Luganda, you hear people say, Tata. Now, I don't know what father is in your local dialect. But on the count of three, we are going to shout it out together. And those of us online, you're going to type what father is in your local dialect right there. On the count of three, are you ready? I hope you know it. On the count of three. Three, two, one. One more time. Three, two, one. And you express that when you come before God in prayer. Why? You belong to him. You are his. Your name is written in the palm of his hands. You belong to him. And because you belong to him when you come in prayer before God. You recognize that you're coming out of relationship. So it's not just you speaking. The Father wants to speak to you as well. It is about you communing with God. Your heart connecting with his heart. That's why when we come before God in prayer, we come with a notebook. We come with a pen and we come with our Bibles. Because God wants to speak to us. And God begins to teach us certain things. He begins to address certain things in our lives. He begins to address certain attitudes, certain issues. God begins to encourage us and to lift us up when we come before him in prayer. We make time for the Father to speak to us because we are coming before our loving Father. And it is in those places where God begins to shape our hearts and shape our minds. You cannot be a prayerful man and woman and be someone that loves gossip. You cannot be a prayerful man and woman and be someone that loves to complain all the time. Why? Because when we spend time with our Heavenly Father, we begin to be like Him. We begin to reflect His character. We become patient. We become faithful. We become self-controlled. The character of God is formed in us because we are constantly before our Father and He is shaping us. Effective prayer changes us. It makes us more like our Father because our hearts are knit together. 
But the other thing that happens, because we are in relationship, because we know who God is, we've experienced him in our lives, we have walked with him, the other thing that bursts out from our hearts is worship. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We begin to exalt the name of God because of who he is. He is your Father. He is your Savior. He is your Redeemer. He is your Deliverer. He is your Provider. He is your Healer. The one who makes a way where there seems to be no way. He is holy and He is righteous. His name is above every other name. And when you come before Him in prayer, do you know what effective prayer does? It's like there's a wellspring that busts out from the ground. Out of your heart comes worship and you begin to pour out praise to the name of the Lord. Because when you come before God in prayer, there is a cautious awareness of who God is. Psalm 18 verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Psalm 115 verse 1, not to us Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Come on, if you have experienced him as father, as deliverer, as healer, as provider, lift up a hand of praise in this place. That is why people who are not in relationship with God struggle to pray. They don't know how to express these things because there is no relationship. Prayer just becomes something you read from a book or something you do to tick a box. But when you're in relationship with God, prayer is not something you endure. Prayer is something you look forward to because you're going to spend time with your heavenly father. And lastly, effective prayer is an expression of our devotion to God because it puts God's kingdom first. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray effectively and express our devotion to God, what we are saying is that we are absolutely committed to his will, to his purpose, and to his kingdom. When you're in relationship with God and you come as a son and daughter, your father's business is a priority to you. Remember what Jesus said? I was doing my father's business. You and I as sons and daughters of God, we take care of our father's business. Last week we gave to build the kingdom of God. It shouldn't just show up in our finances. It should show up when we pray. We pray kingdom matters. Listen, this is before we've been even started Asking for our needs. Before you even say, Lord, I need finances, I need what? The matters of the kingdom are a priority to us because we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, when we pray, before you even ask for what you need, remember he said, before you even ask for what you need, the Father already knows. Kingdom matters must be a priority when we pray. When we say your kingdom come, we're expressing that we want to see God's authority in our situation. When we say your will be done, we're saying, Lord, it's not what we want. It is what you want that we want. And you see, devotion to the Father's will demands that you completely surrender your will. And when you embrace an attitude of, Lord, I want your will, may your kingdom come, the spirit of selfishness will be broken over your life. Suddenly you are selfless and you have a concern for others. It is that kind of prayer that God will reward.
You know, sometimes when we ask people to pray for their finances, they pray very loudly. When we ask them to pray for the nation of Uganda, they don't even have a word to say. Why? We are selfish and have not caught God's heart for kingdom. Something has to change. And the kingdom of God will manifest. One time Jesus cast out an evil spirit from a man and he said the kingdom of God has come upon you. That's why we pray for salvations in our families. Why? 2 Peter 3.9 tells us that God's will is that no one should perish. But that everyone should come to repentance. That is why we pray for our family members and people to be saved. That is why we're excited about Watoto Church Ginger. Because the gospel is going to be preached in the city of Ginger. And people are going to give their hearts to Jesus. That's why we pray for community leaders and national leaders. That's why we pray for our nation, Uganda. That's why no matter which nation you're in, you need to pray about your nation. Why? It is a kingdom matter. May the kingdom of God come in this nation and in every nation around the world. That must be a priority to us. Before rent, before food, before anything else, kingdom first. And this is Jesus' promise, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Effective prayer is not a show. It is a sacred moment of connection with God that is born out of a personal relationship with him that puts his kingdom first. When that's the foundation of prayer, look out. God is going to answer that prayer. He will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can think, ask, or imagine in Jesus' name. Shall we lift up a hand clap of praise and thank God for his word today? Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we are grateful that we get to hear your word. Teach us to pray. Lord, I pray that we'll begin to take this principle of effective prayer as an expression of our devotion to you. That you will be first. Yes, you've invited us to bring our needs to you. But you've established that you must be first even in prayer. Teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you're in this place today. Or you're joining us online. And you've not come into relationship with God. I want to let you know that God loves you. God cares about you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. Yes, all of us are born in sin. But God loves us. And he gave his son to die for us. Jesus died in your place because sin had to be punished. But Jesus... Not only did he die in your place, he rose from the dead. He has the power to forgive you of your sin. He did that for me when I was 14. And I gave my life to Jesus. He forgave me and my life has never been the same again. I want to invite you to give your heart to Jesus. You're joining us online or you're here in person. 
You say, Brian, that's me. Today, I'm making a decision to give my life to Jesus. If that's you, will you lift up your hand? Just lift up your hand wherever you are. Just lift up your hand and give your heart to Jesus today. Don't be afraid and don't be ashamed. This is the best decision you'll make in life. Come into relationship with God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, my brother. Anybody else? Just lift up your hand. You're joining us online. You say, Brian, that's me. I give my heart to Jesus. This is what I want you to do. I want you to raise an emoji hand right there and type in the comment section, I'm giving my heart to Jesus. Come on today. Your sins will be forgiven. Give your heart to Jesus. All your sin will be washed away. Will you give your heart to Jesus? Lift up your hand. You say, Brian, that's me. There is sin in my life. And when you lift up your hand, lift it real high because we're lifting it to Jesus. Jesus is the only one that saves. Thank you. Jesus sees that hand. Upstairs, downstairs. You're joining us online. Whether you're in the office building or you're in your living room as a family, wherever you are, just lift up that hand as you make this commitment right now. For some of you, you're recommitting your life. You're coming back to Jesus. Because you'd run away from him. You've allowed sin back into your heart. But you're saying, Brian, I'm coming back to Jesus today. If that's you, lift up your hand as well. Lift up your hand as well. You're recommitting your life. You're recommitting your life today. Lift up your hand. Even online, just raise that emoji hand and say, I recommit my life to Jesus today. Just recommit your life. Come back to Jesus. Don't run away from him. Come to him. He will forgive you. He will change your life. This is the very last call. Thank you. Is there anybody else who say, Brian, that's me. I'm giving my heart to Jesus. I recommit my life. I'm coming back. I'm tired of this life of sin from this day. I want to follow Jesus with all of my heart. Thank you. Thank you for lifting up your hand in person and online. I want you now to repeat these words after me as you pray. Mean every word from the bottom of your heart as you make your personal commitment to Jesus. Church, let's all pray together and encourage those who are praying this prayer and making their commitment to Jesus. Praying as loudly as you can. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I recognize that I am a sinner and I need a savior. Jesus, you are the only savior. Today, I am asking you, to forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean in your precious blood. Give me a brand new life. Jesus, I now receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And from this day, I believe that I'm born again, that I'm a child of God. I will live for you and I'll follow you for the rest of my life in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Come on, shall we clap our hands and celebrate every person online and in person that has just given their hearts to Jesus. Listen, you've just lifted up your hand here in person. I have a friend of mine that's coming to reach out to you. Do connect with them at the end of our celebration service for just five minutes of your time so we can get to encourage you and walk with you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For those of you joining us online, there is a link that has just appeared on your screen. Will you click it and fill in your information? Let us know who you are. We want to give you a call later today and then in the course of the week begin a four-week journey we call Starting Point to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. One more time on Toto Church. Let's clap our hands and celebrate everyone that has just given their hearts to Jesus. Amen and amen. Listen, your best days are not behind you. Your best days are ahead of you. If you joined us today for your very first time, we want to thank you and your family for joining us. Next time, will you invite someone else? If you joined us for your first time, there's a link that you clicked. 
Someone's going to get in touch with you. If you need prayer and counseling, there are numbers showing up on your screen right now to get in touch with us. We want to pray together with you. If you're not part of a cell family as well, stop by our tables today if you're here in person and sign up for cell. If you're online, there's a link appearing right now where you can click and we'll join and you will help you join a cell family today. There's also international cells if you're from a different part of the world and there are also online cells where you can join people during the week and do life together. Now do remember, in case you want to follow all that's happening at Watoto Church, do visit our website, do visit all our social media platforms so you never miss a thing of all that's going on here at Watoto Church. And remember, we have great programming for you and your family on the station that's all about love, 104.1 Power FM. We have great programming for you there so you can grow in your relationship with Jesus. I want to say thank you so much for joining us today for church. God Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, 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 hey.